Here is a podcast for the sermon for Sunday, the 18th of April. My name is Scott. May these words be pleasing. When I was younger, there was a postcard on the wall at home that said, if you were arrested for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? There was another postcard, which was also vaguely biblical. And we put this up because my dad was a trombonist. And this one said, love your neighbor, even when he plays a trombone. In our reading from Acts, Peter is called to give account of what his new belief is, to give evidence. And he doesn't hold back. He's in Jerusalem, speaking to the crowd. He says, I once believed what you believe, what you still believe. But I've moved on from that, for I know that God has come. God has come to me, to us. He's come anew in the man, Jesus. A man that you met, a man that you knew. And, and what did you do? You had him killed. You, uh, the crowd, you demanded his death. And he was killed. God knows, however, that you acted in ignorance. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Now, now, you must stop rejecting and start accepting. You too know Jesus, Christ has come. Repent, so that, as Peter says, times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Accept the Christ, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. There is a lot of guilt. There is a guilt that is individual and a guilt that is corporate or collective in the news this week. It is surely wrong for an individual to be paid for one job as a civil servant at the same time as being paid for another job in which they are expected to lobby our government. We are also uneasy if our collective system of government allows this to happen year after year after year. Our church is not that far away from the old railway station. And I know some will remember a man called Ernest Marples, and he oversaw the beaching cuts to the railways whilst at the same time being a director of a firm building our motorways. There is guilt that is individual and guilt that is collective. Saint Peter, he had an individual sin that was absolute. He completely, absolutely rejected Christ, abandoning his friend Jesus, abandoning him when he most needed support. And he broke his promise. He promised that he would never leave his friend. 
but he denied Christ three times before the cock crowed. He could not blame anyone else. It's his fault. It was his failure, his individual failure alone. After the resurrection, away from the busyness of Jerusalem, besides the lake, over a fish supper, Jesus talks to Peter individually, one-to-one. -one. Do you love me? Yes, says Peter. Do you love me? Yes, three times. Do you love me? Yes. Peter given the chance to undo his three denials with three admissions. His individual sin is undone and the love of Christ satisfied. In the film, The Life of Brian, Graham Chapman, who plays Brian, berates the crowd, telling them to think for themselves. He tells the crowd, you are all individuals. And the crowd as one replies, yes, we're all individuals. Well, we are all individuals, each of us with our own shed loads of guilt. Each of us has gone on our own way. We see in all our Easter stories a God whose love is satisfied when we are transformed from being overwhelmed by guilt, our individual guilt, into living lives restored into hope. On Sunday, church, the choir missed out on parading around the church with the big palms. We're doing the figure of eight, which sounds organized, but in reality, we're just following the person in front balancing our books and trying to sing. We join the crowds in Jerusalem. Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna. In less than a week, the cry becomes crucify, kill him. We want Barabbas. We want the murderer. Kill Jesus. Crucify him. The crowd is happy accept the responsibility, the guilt, as long as Jesus dies. Peter, in our reading, is quick and bold to remind the crowd that this is what they did. This is what they said. This is what they have done. This is their collective guilt. But you did not know what you were doing. Repent. God still loves you. God is still mindful of you, despite what they have done, despite the collective guilt. God's love is satisfied in their repentance and restoration. In our Easter stories, throughout our Easter stories, the headline persists. God offers freedom from individual guilt and freedom from collective guilt. Recently in the news was Bosley, a Labradoodle. He ate three Easter eggs and a cream egg in one sitting. Chocolate is not good for dogs. When I was a boy, 
we came back from church one Sunday morning to discover that my grandma's Labrador had unwrapped the Christmas wrapping and the cardboard box and the chocolate wrapping from a chocolate orange and had eaten a lot. We knew that he had done something wrong the moment we entered the house because he came to greet us with his nose creased up ready for a bop on the nose from my grandma with a piece of newspaper. He knew he had done wrong and expected to be punished. It would be understandable if we came to our God with a scrunched up nose expecting to be punished. What we find from our God, from the God we have heard, is unimaginable grace and a love that is relentless in its outpouring. God is a demanding God. He demands that each day we are unburdened and hopeful and sharing, sharing that same love with others that he relentlessly offers to us. So may times of refreshing come to you from the presence of the Lord. Amen.